0: He has that next step for you. Let's open up the word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Do you know the secret of being loved? I'm Pastor Doug from The Church Next Door. You're listening to Your Next Step. Pastor Doyle Jackson is with us. Pastor Doyle, that's what you're going to talk about uh, with us today, The Secret of Being Loved. Yeah, well, I think most of us, we, I think, I think we have what I call broken lovers. What I mean is, every one of us inside of us, we were designed to give love and to receive love, but because we have broken people around us, we don't communicate love so well. We don't we don't use the right words, or we we feel reluctant, so we don't give love. And then when someone shows us love. You know, we're just like, well, thanks. Mm -hmm. That was nice. You know, right. Um, In my life, there was a a little lady. She had been a a missionary to Cuba. Uh, We called her Aunt Mary, and she came to stay in our home at times. And Aunt Mary had been transformed by Jesus. Okay. She came to know Jesus. And see, that's where love, where that's where your lover gets fixed, your ability to give and receive love. But then she just lived with us. She would stay for two weeks at a time in our home, and she would show us the Bible, and she would show us love. And it transformed my life, and it changed me. It taught me how to express my appreciation for people and thanks and gratitude and love. And then when someone appreciated me, I could give it back. And that's the secret of love. It's knowing that you are loved by God And receiving that and then letting him heal the broken part of you that doesn't know how to give and receive love. So you learned that as a as a young one. We're now sharing it with everybody today. So hang tight. Listen to the secret of love here with exceptional love and influence. Get out your notes. Come on, let's go with me. All right. We're gonna be extraordinary. We're gonna be exceptional. We're going to be the people that God intended us to be, all right? You got it open? We're going to, This is our verse. We've been reading it every week. We're going to read it aloud this time. Prepare yourself, all right? Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Go with me. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Which is good and pleasing and perfect. When was the last time you ever saw a perfect person? Wow. Did you know you could have perfection? That's an amiable goal. It says that in God, if you and I will choose his way of thinking, his approach to life, and we go to him, what will he do? He'll teach us his will, and it'll be something pleasing you know, they bring you dinner. You're like, really this better not say that you might get smacked. But see, when God brings you his, his will for your life, it's pleasing and it's perfect. Now that may mean a change in thinking that may, it may be a shift from what I want for my life to what God wants for my life. And, and, and so when we step into this, now this is what we've said every week, right? We've said that the way that you and I become exceptional people is that we we start with the knowledge of who God is. And we go to him and we say, God, I thank you that you're my father, that you love me, that I'm designed by you, that I'm perfectly designed for your purposes and for your plans. And I'm praying, God, that you would pour into me all that you have for me. God, I'm seeking you. I'm looking to you as the source of my life. You're the creator of the universe. You put the super moon in the sky then you can take care of me. God, that you are my God. And I pray right now that you will fill me with your love, your peace, your hope, your life. And out of that, that I will be filled to overflowing and begin to impact the world around me. In the name of Jesus, amen. See, that's why we want to start every day with Jesus. That's why we want to go to him. And we just say, God, I just thank you that you're my, you're my daddy in heaven, that you love me. God, I come before you every day because... I'm not ready for this day on my own. I don't have the energy. I don't have the strength. I don't have the wisdom. You fill in the blank. Whatever it is, wherever you are in life, I'm telling you, He has all that you need and then some. And that's the approach to life. And this week, that's one of, that's why that's why we're thankful. We're thankful. Think about what that does. Hey, when was the last time you had somebody look at you and say, thank you? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I got a a note yesterday from somebody. They said, "Pastor, I just want to say thank you for what you've been teaching me, and I just want to say I'm praying for you. I want to encourage you. I want you to know I'm thankful for you that God has brought. I tell you what, I like. You think I'm not going to be nice to that lady? I can't wait to give give her a big hug. No, why? Because she she blessed me with her Thanksgiving. You and I have an opportunity this week to not only thank our Savior and Lord, to honor Him, but thank the people in our lives that God brings into our lives this week. Thank them. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. Exceptional love. We're going to learn two principles today that are really important to be exceptional people, and the first is exceptional love exceptional love and i believe the bible is the outline for you and i in terms of exceptional love it teaches us the way we learn what it means to be to be a lover is we go to god and he pours his love into us he is our establishment of love okay as christians And john three sixteen is probably the most famous uh verse in the new testament in our culture And it gives us the 3.16 principles, okay? And so that's what we're going to look at today. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever, say whoever, believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Martin Luther, you know, the the one that that started the, the Reformation by nailing his stuff on the... When he read John 3.16, he said, You know, I'm so glad that John 3.16 does not... For God so loved the world... That he gave his son for Martin Luther. Because he said, if it said that, I would believe in my heart, he must be talking about another Martin Luther. Because see, he said, if it's being that particular, it couldn't mean me. But because John 3.16 says, all the world, for everyone, he said, when I read that, I knew that included me. Because I am somebody, even if I don't think I'm somebody. See, it doesn't matter what your perspective is on yourself. God still loves you. He gives his love to you. He gave his life for you even before you ask for it. See, that's that's the best gift at all. He gave himself for us. So what are what are the standards of God's love? God's love is unconditional, it's for everybody. It's not about a special group of people. You don't earn God's love. You just are loved. That's the way he is. Number two, God's love is sacrificial. He lays down his life for us. Number three, God's love is personable. What's that mean? That means that it values the person. That God's love cares about people. Think about it. Whenever Jesus whenever Jesus tells these stories, like, you know the story of the, the lost sheep where the guy leaves the 99 and goes after the one. He talks about the lost coin. He says this lady lights a lamp. She sweeps the house all night long. She's looking for the one lost coin. And then it talks about the the, the prodigal son. He says, you know, the son that takes it goes off. Every one of those stories, they're put in with together. And each time it's to bring about the point because God cares about people. People matter to God. People matter to God. If you have ever any question in your mind, what's the most important thing on God's heart, on God's mind, it's people. And that would include you. And that would include me. Now, this is God's message. God said, I love you so much I stepped into the world personally to get that to you. Now, this is why this season is so important to you and I. Because over the next five weeks, our culture is going to be open To the love of Jesus Christ. It's going to be open to talking about God. Our culture is open right now. Our culture is willing for you to walk around and be thankful. Our culture is willing for you to say Merry Christmas. Oh, some may rub back, but guess what? That's a very small minority. Do not let them win. They need your love too. And see... The reason God stepped into our world was to make sure we got the message personally. He didn't send a text. He didn't send an email. He came personally to show up. Now then what does he do? He takes you and I and he says, Now listen, I need you to go in my name. Wherever you go, I am with you. The Father and I are in you. If you know me, then you know the Father. Now what's Jesus saying? Christ Jesus in you is the hope of glory. Wherever you go as a Christ follower, you are the one introducing the world around you to Jesus. See, exceptional people recognize that it's no longer my life, it's no longer me, it's Christ who lives in me. And I have a mandate. I have a mandate to beat down old Doyle and his nasty ways and not let him shine through, but my 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 goal is to be translucent, so they can see Christ Jesus in me. And see, that's the invitation of God. He's personable. Keep going. He's acceptable. He's easy to eat. This is a pill that goes down sweet. That's why every week we say, if you're a guest, we're so glad you're here. We want to say thank you for coming. We got a jar of jelly for you because God's love is both free and sweet. It's acceptable. It's something that is palatable. All these people that make make make, make God into a list of things that you gotta do and don't do, they're, they're making they're taking something beautiful, something sweet, and putting difficulties in it. Okay? Does God have guardrails for your wife? Yeah, he has warnings. All right? Do not take this guard off. You could lose a finger. That's why they put that guard on some of those things. God will tell you what will guard your heart. God will tell you. But he's still acceptable. Don't focus on that at first. Okay? Don't focus on the safety fixtures. Just enjoy. The new car smell. God's love is accessible. Meaning, it's, it's, it's got a low ramp. <laughs> no big steps necessary. Now, why is all of this important? Because when you and I go as His ambassadors and we share Jesus' love, we need to go in a personal way. We need to go and make ourselves accessible to people. We, we need to be all of these things, because Christ is in us. Look what it says here in 1 John 4, 9-12. through It says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. See, it wasn't our love for God that drew him to us. He came to us anyway. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. See, if we love God, it fills us and then people can see Christ Jesus through us. And so we know and we rely on the love of God has for us. That's why every day we go, God, I'm just relying on you. I'm relying on your love to pour into me, to overflowing. And then verse 19, we love because he first loved us. The secret to God's love is, first of all, knowing that he loves you and that he's poured into your life. That's the secret. Being filled every day. Say, God, I'm going into this day because you have raised me up. You've given me life. And here I go. Here I go. Every day that you are breathing any day that you stop breathing you will probably be with Jesus if you know Jesus and so the breath that you have comes from him use it for him 1 Corinthians 13:4 through it says love is patient love is kind it does not envy It does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails. Boy, that is refrigerator worthy, is it not? Take that and put it in some big print on your refrigerator this week, you may have an opportunity to be reminded there's going to be some guest at the house they are going to say just the wrong thing at the right time. And you need to remember, love is not easily angered. You need to remember, love does not delight in evil. Do not put itching powder in any of their, their beds while they're sleeping at your house. You know what I'm saying? Love, listen, look at listen. This is the key. This is the second key here. The secret of love is showing God's love to others. It's showing God's love to others. This is why. Because when you and I love, it goes out of us and he refills us with more love. It goes out, it changes their life, it impacts them, and it changes the world. And this is the second point about extraordinary people extraordinary people are influencers and the reason they're influencers is because they always approach everybody with love love is difficult to resist that's how god got you here it was his love he pursued you and pursued you and pursued you he overlooked he overlooked your flaws and he said oh don't believe that lie don't believe that lie i love you you're precious. You're mine. You're mine. I designed you. Don't believe the lies. For God so loved the world. Everyone. That includes you. That includes me. Everyone, everyone around you. Everyone. Look to your neighbor and say, you're somebody. See? Every one of us is Somebody. If you can just, if you can get up every day with that, oh, baby, you'll run around like my dog, Bo. Infinite energy. He knows he's loved. I keep his cup full every day. And see, God is filling your cup. Now, some of us, we don't want him to fill our cup. Because we like our cup full of bitterness. Better repent. Okay? Exceptional influence. I believe exceptional influence means servant leadership. What I mean by that is this. We look for ways to serve. We look for ways to love people, to invest in them, to to believe in them. Look at Matthew 16, 18. This is Peter and and Jesus having a conversation when Peter finally got got it right that Jesus was the Messiah. And Peter says, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. He says, Peter, I want you to know something. Now that you know that I'm Messiah, you understand that I am the living God. I am fully human, fully God. I'm just going to pour into you. And nothing now that that reality has come into your life can, can conquer it. No power of evil, no spirit of hell, nothing can conquer that. Now, Peter, at this time, you know, he's with Jesus, they're doing ministry, and it's it's not long after that they go to Jerusalem. Jesus has warned him, said, you guys, it's about to get tough, baby, I'm going to the cross. And on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he looks at him, he says, you guys are going to deny me, oh, never me, never me. And then Peter denies him three times that night. Jesus is raised from the dead. A few days after that, he comes to Peter and he says, Hey, Peter, I have an assignment for you. Now think about this. One of the reasons that you and I struggle in our God assignment, our God calling, is we know the times we've denied him. The times we've been ashamed of him. Embarrassed. Embarrassed to be a Christian. Embarrassed to talk about God, embarrassed by that. And we allow that shame point to to overshadow His love. And as a result, we miss out on all that God has for us. Peter, Peter, in his exchange with Jesus, Jesus looks at him and says, I don't want that to cloud your memory. Look what it says here. It's on the back of my notes. John 21, 17. It says that a third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Let me ask you something. If your mama said to you, son... Daughter, I need you to take out the garbage. It comes to you a second time. Sweetheart, I need you to take out the garbage. I'm telling you, at my house growing up, if it got to number three, the name of George was about to be invoked. And that meant the wrath of God was coming through my father to my adipus tissue upon which I sit. (laughs) When something has to be said three times, it's important, isn't it? And Jesus is looking at Peter and he's saying the third time, I need this to be very clear in your heart. I know I love you, but I have this one question for you, Pete. Do you love me? See, has somehow your affection for me ended because you had a failure in the relationship? Some of us throw up, we throw in the towel on a relationship, not because of the other person's failure, but because of our failure. Don't let that be the case of your spiritual life with God. Think about that. I know so many people who lose their God opportunities because they failed. Not God, they failed. And when when Jesus is interacting with Peter... The reason he says it three times is because he does love him. He wants him to have this clear. You think this ever, ever left Peter's mind? No, it didn't. See, Peter still knew from this point on, I'm still in the game. Because Jesus said three times, I was capable of serving. I'm capable of loving. I'm capable of doing. And what Jesus was trying to help Peter learn was this. If you love me... You're going to serve me and you're going to feed my sheep. That means that you're going to engage in the activity of helping other people. That you are not going to worry about your failures and your losses and your mistakes. Listen to me now. This is important. No longer let... Your failures and flaws of the past in your walk with Jesus determine the direction of your future with Him. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson from The Church Next Door. Reading the Bible is important. It's something that every Christian should do. It will transform your life. It'll help you grow spiritually. It is good for you. Join me for A Year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes every day. We'll give you insights and we'll encourage you. So read the Bible with me and join me daily. That's A Year in the Bible, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms when we gather together like this every day, I think it's really important that we we think about how are we inviting God into this situation. So every day, I want to take a little bit of a moment to pray to ask God to move in our world. So right now, let's bow our heads and pray for our faith to increase. Father, we have a confession today. We have a confession, and that fa- the confession is start over father we we have a confession to make today we, we have a confession that we want to apologize because we haven't always understood faith we, we know that that when Jesus taught about faith he, he compared it to a mustard seed and he said it would grow into a bush that, that that would become like a tree and and birds could live in it so you you have an expectation that our faith, would be powerful enough to sustain a life, even if it's a small life like a bird. And Jesus, you said that if we had faith, we could move mountains. And and, and we have to be honest. We've kind of debated with you about whether or not that was a metaphor or what that meant. And yet you were challenging us to think more about our faith. Lord, we know that it is impossible to please you without faith. That's what it says in Hebrews. So today we humbly come and like the father who needed faith for his son to get deliverance, we say, help our unbelief. We say no to all our doubts today, and we say increase our faith. Take the ways that we have been generous, take the ways the way we have prayed, take the ways that we have served you, and cause them to be fruitful and multiply. Show us what we need to do today so that our faith might grow, that our doubts might be pruned, and that we might become the followers you intended us to be. Lord, we want to be a people of faith. You said that we would do greater things than you because of what you've given us. So give us more of your Holy Spirit. But Lord, give us the gift of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow, that was so good. Didn't you enjoy that prayer? Would you like more help learning to pray? Then go to yournextstepnow.com. That's right. Yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email and we'll give you our free prayer guide. It's an ebook. You can download it. You'll have it right there. And you can join us daily as we learn to pray. We ask God for great things. You know, it will change your life to pray daily. And we need your help. We need your support, your prayer support. So, give us your email today at yournextstepnow.com. Your next step is the ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued. But to financially support the ministry, visit thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. That's thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. Of course, we'll be glad to send you a gift of thanks in return. For more resources to guide and grow your faith, you can visit doylejackson.com. That's D-O-Y-L-E jackson.com. If you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888 888- That's 888-644-4034. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time for Your Next Step.